Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for the V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Bobby V. Hey, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the V Show. We're glad that you're with us. We wanted a Wednesday. We got some good stuff for you there. We've got some other things going on. I believe we have a second uh, of, of V Stakes coming up. We, we do. We got Eric Crawford at one. We Eric got CL Brown at two, and Beautiful. we got Tim Legler at two thirty. Fantastic. That's a lot of great guests. So we'll talk with all of them. But we'll start it off by, you know, the audience changes dramatically in in radio, and so the people listening at the two thirty are often not the people listening at noon. And yesterday we had what I think was a pretty darn good interview with Seth Greenberg, and we thought those of you who weren't listening at 2.30 might uh, want to hear that. So we're going to play that right now. So and Also, uh, now we can go to the meeting. And now also we can go to a meeting, Nick, in the interest of full disclosure. So uh, there you go. That'd be a great name for a racehorse, wouldn't it? Full disclosure. Full disclosure, making a move in the middle of the track. I like that. Uh, we'll have to buy a racehorse collectively here. Get uh, get Diener. He's got money. All right, so stay with us. Uh, we are going to have a, quite a program, but we started off with Seth Greenberg. Um See what he's got to say. See, he's giving Nick grief for yesterday, I think. I think that's what's going on. Oh, and my prescription's ready, by the way. <laughs> it's me scoring at home. <laughs> All right, so so Seth Greenberg joins us right now. I understand was a little bit cranky at my son. You were a little pissed at my son? Would you like to share? What was that all? No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I just uh, I told him that I, I didn't realize I was Debbie Antonelli's backup singer. <laughs> it wasn't Debbie today. It was Dane O'Neill. <laughs> Oh, Dane O'Neill's back yeah. up saying her well, well, how many books have you written? Dana's written two. That's good. You want to write books? Go to her. You want to talk basketball? Come to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not that difficult. Oh, what my. does she have? I got a lot more wins than two. That's a good point. You know, she has written a I book. I got a lot more losses than two, too. Uh, <laughs> she, she's got a book that I just ordered. I, I, I think you'd like it, too. It's a, the, the, She wrote the book about the history of the Big East, which is very cool because you and I uh, certainly. Kind of lived it. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you're probably in it, I'm sure. As a matter of fact, I know you've got to be in it. So I'll, I'll call you when I get to your chapter. So. Oh, my chat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, footnote. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with you know, speaking of the Big East, it's a good place to start because we were talking um, um, this a couple of days ago. I don't remember who with it's irrelevant, but the point was, you know, they use that term power conferences because football it means something in power conferences. It's, it's actually part of the playoff and all that. But basketball, mm-hmm. we talked about the Power Five and then became the Power Six because the Big East got so good, and now the Pac-12 is going away. And then there was the discussion 
question. You might have even brought this up once before. Does, you know, I realize it may just be kind of like the big five, not a formal thing, but for, for, for just a way to refer to them. Where do we go from here? Do, does, the, does the Mountain West get a place now? And they, do we have a new power six? Is it just five? Does it want to be in four? Where are we going for basketball when we refer to power conferences, when this is all done shaking out? I mean, the Big East is a power conference. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, the Big East is one of the three best conferences in college basketball uh, with great traditions, great ownership, great facilities. Uh, so, I mean, whatever you want to call it. I do think the conundrum is, like, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I love to use the word conundrum, by the way. It makes me feel very smart. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, is the Pac-12 still in existence? Is You know, is it... Oregon State and Washington State. So, like, do they, you know, do they get a seat at the college football playoffs? I, I, you know, I was wondering that because they still, they won their court case to keep the rights to the name. So they have exactly. the rights to the name. But, yeah, I mean. Pac-12 minus, minus 10. Yeah, it's a Pac-2. Somebody said they should keep it. They should play each other. This is what Dana said. is actually pretty funny. They should play each other 15 home-and-homes. So they have 30 games. One of them gets the automatic bid. Then the other complain and say, how do we not get in? We played 30 games against the NCAA team. Look at our schedule. Nobody's got a schedule like that. And they yeah, should get exactly. in. So then they both Yeah, I think it's crazy. But, you know, the Big East in general, um, you know, you can call it what you want. I think they, uh, are they part of the Power Six? Uh, I mean, you, you know, I, I don't even I don't even know. I don't even worry about the things. I just look at how good teams are. And if you want to play them in the tournament, they've got a lot of teams you wouldn't want to play in the tournament. Are you a team that's hard to play against? Uh, I still think the Big East should, should merge with the ACC and go to two divisions. Ooh, that would be good. Have, have a couple crossover games. And imagine Connecticut playing Carolina and Duke every year. Wow. It's a great uh, idea. I, I mean, and you know, they, the ACC. I mean, the, the the Big East could make more money doing that. The ACC would probably, if you think about the cities and the televisions. I know it's not football. You try to do almost a separate contract just for your basketball, uh, and you you have actually you create the ultimate basketball conference, and and you get back a little bit of the basketball identity because I'm not sure that. Stanford, Cal, and SMU really, really get anyone in the, like people were upset when Virginia Tech came into the ACC. Come on, man! I mean, like, that's like when Connecticut went to the American Conference. Nothing against the American Conference. Please don't at me. But when they went to the American Conference, those those that fan base at Connecticut had nothing in common with three quarters of the people in the conference. True, that's true. But but if you did this, then you could bring back Connecticut, Syracuse. You could bring back Connecticut and Georgetown. You could bring back some of the great rivalries that you know we've known. We've known that we yeah. I say like we're old, like but we grew up with, but also that resonate, that resonate and get ratings. How many? But I mean, the, the ACC is gigantic now. Uh, I mean, so what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you, you, you would play. You know, you'd have some. You'd have. I think you you schedule in quads. You know, you'd have certain. You'd only have a couple of crossover games. Maybe you have three crossover games with the Big East. And you you know you'd only play a certain number of teams in the ACC twice. Play all the other ones once. Get a twenty game schedule and uh, have a day. 
Right, it's pretty good. I mean, the ACC with these teams coming in, and assuming Florida State at least for now doesn't leave, although I think they're going to. But let's just assume everybody stays in. They would have what they'd have eighteen teams, and then there's eleven in the uh, in the Big East. So that gives you twenty nine. You could put them in four divisions of six, basically. You have three divisions of six and one of five, right? Would that or yeah, uh, yeah, yo, like, like, like or four you know, divisions? You know how to play all those tricky games with the dice. I can't. I, I, yeah, yeah. You have four sixteen divisions and one of five. Yeah, that works. I'm digging that. That works. Yeah, I mean, just I just think we've got. To, I think I think you got to get creative. Or the other hand, idea is for the Big East to you know, and I, nothing against the A ten, but I mean, you know, Dayton needs belongs in the in the Big East. Yeah, I mean they they have the infrastructure. To they do the Big East. Probably St. John, uh, uh, St. Louis could, but they haven't been able to figure out a way to capitalize it. You know, you know, does VCU belong in the Big East? I mean, you know, in terms of sold out every night, great, you know, great facilities, uh, passionate fan base, uh, football, you know, basketball only playing athletic department in terms of. What about Richmond? Sports. What about Richmond? Could they? Could you put them in? Yeah, I, I think you can only take one of those two. Yeah, I mean, so it's. Uh, I just think everyone's got to. Well, either that, we're gonna, we're going to end up with four conferences. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's going to be the answer. And and I think if you are, then you're going to have to do whether you do my thing of five divisions of six or four divisions of eight. That's probably what it comes down to. If you come up, if you come out with four conferences of sixteen teams, that's sixty four, right? And that's what you're talking about. You think it's going to be more than that? I think it might be more than that. I, I like the Chip Kelly. With football, you do your own thing. Oh, I agree uh, with we that. Regional, we, 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 we regionalize everything else. I yeah. mean, it's just... That just makes more sense. It's common sense, though. So what that, do I know? No, that's common sense. Why would they do that? That doesn't seem No, yeah, that won't sense. happen. Definitely won't happen. No. Uh, okay. All right. Let's talk some ball. Yeah, let's talk about uh, for what I call the uh, the elite. Who are the – and, again, you got to define how you say elite. I talk about teams that if they played 10,000 tournaments, these teams would get to the Final Four from decidedly more than the others. How many do you put on that list, and who are they? Oh man, how many do you put on the list? That that's that's the problem. Oh, uh, well, let me go look because I, I actually play around with these type of things. Yeah, that's your job. Is, that's why we have you I on mean, and not Dana. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, pretty funny guy. Uh, all right, so like Houston's number one in Camp Palm. I don't, th- I, I don't, I think they get stuck offensively. I like Purdue. I like Arizona. I like Tennessee. My really? outside the box okay. is Auburn. Really? Wow. I like North Carolina. I, I like, like Connecticut. Yeah. And I like Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Not sold on Kansas? Not their year? Uh, you know, Kansas is the smallest margin of error of any Kansas team I remember in, in recent memory. Now, Johnny Furfrey is a, you know, let's see if he can do it over a long period of time. The guys that make shots can't guard, and the guys that can guard can't make shots. Puts a lot of pressure on Hunter Dickinson and McCullough. If one of those two guys get in foul trouble, you're talking about going to the Final Four, uh, you're going to have a hard time scoring. Until Dwan Harris actually puts pressure on the rim or as a scorer, mm-hmm. you're basically playing, you know, if Furfrey's out of the game, you're playing five on three and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Self, you know, he's such a – incredible coach that you know he might be able to do it but uh, you know right now I look at them and I, I, I see a team with just a very 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 small margin of error I like not that you asked but I connect and these are who I've seen in person so I like them Connecticut Purdue Carolina uh, Kentucky 
And um, who is my fifth team? See, I haven't seen I, – I, same thing with Houston. I just – I don't know if they – the game is so offensive-oriented right now. I'm not sure about them. Yep. And, and I haven't seen Tennessee. You, you, you like Rick Barnes as much? Think they Dalton do? Connect is changing. It gives him a guy. Now, Rick did something really interesting. The last three or four games, at the end of the game, he puts the ball in Connect's hands with a spread ball screen. Hmm. You know, basically you got to guard him, and Josiah James, you got to guard him. And if you shrink too hard on Ziegler, you throw it to him, and he just attacks the basket. And a dude who's playing better, you know, they're going to defend. But this guy connects, but unbelievable. Mm-hmm. off nine at 25. Yeah, I know. And he's and, – and I'm again, they, they kind of typify the modern game, right? I mean, by and large, they're playing four guards, aren't they? Right? You know what they're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I connect mean, a guard. I mean, it's he's just – He's a guard. I mean, he's, he's – I mean, he's, he, he's uh, you know – I call them floor gamers. You got to have floor gamers on the court to make plays. Uh, just the way it is, you know, kind of what Kentucky's doing. I'm interesting thing with Kentucky's going to be now that Big Z is arrived. How disruptive is that? How I mean, we all you know, all of us will take talent and players over not having them. But I mean, it's kind of late right now. Is it is it disruptive? He's and they're been practicing they're... with him. He's been practicing with him, which is a positive. So those guys know he's good. Now, how good? I mean, look, he's not the guy that made four in a row and threw it behind the back pass and got a dunk in the block. He's not going to you know because you, know, you got you know he had those four threes. He didn't, I don't think he made a, a three in the second half. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to adjust. But if you chase that big dude around away from the basket, you know that opens up the floor for driving lanes for. You know, Shepard and Wagner and, and Reeves, who's putting the ball on the floor really well right now, or, you know, gives more room for Mitchell to play. But, you know, you got him and you got Bradshaw and you got Inesu, and, and, you know, that's 20, 21 feet of post guy. Can't play them together. You're struggling guarding the ball as it is. You're struggling guarding ball screens as it is. I wouldn't be surprised if Cal goes a little bit of, not now, but eventually having his back pocket a big 2-3 zone. Yep. Yeah, um, when you're when you be a big three. I'm digging when you got size and long length and going. I agree with you a thousand percent. So we're in agreement on UConn, Purdue, Carolina, and Kentucky. The fifth, I don't know. I like you like Tennessee. Haven't seen him enough. We're both a little dubious on Houston, maybe Kansas, and you like Auburn as your dark horse. I get to do Arizona in about two weeks. What'd you say about them? You like? I like them? I, yeah, I like I like Arizona. Now they got, here's the thing: Arizona. They, they, look, I know they can shoot threes, but. Uh, they they got to play through the post and then shoot the three. And Caleb Love, he can't lead him in shot attempts every game. Yeah. For that purposes, it kind of unsettles your team chemistry. Yep. And, and like everyone's getting caught, oh, Caleb Love's he is playing well. Not overly efficient all the time, but mm-hmm. he's playing well. But you, you also have to, you know, Pell Larson is their best player. How's that one for you? Keyshawn Johnson's their second best player. Mm. And Caleb Love and, you know, mm. you know Boswell and those guys are, are very good and Balo's good. And, uh, but uh, I like Arizona. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy Arizona. The the pace they play with, the energy they play with. At times they stop defending, and at times their shot selection has not been good. Oh, when play, in their losses, they play in the Pac-12. What do you expect? 90, they, yeah, they're giving up like 90 a game in their losses. <laughs> yeah, I see that. They lost to. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Wait a minute. No, they are they really. They lost. Yeah, they, they beat UCLA 77 71. I'm going back to find. Yeah, but that Washington was a close. State, that was a close. 73. All right. Washington State seventy three, Stanford dropped a cool hundred on them. Yeah, Florida they did. Atlantic dropped ninety six on them. Yeah, Purdue dropped ninety two on them. True, ninety two, ninety six, a hundred. Of course, Stanford's in the ACC now, though, so they're you know they're taking a step up. Stanford's so. talent. Stanford's actually talented. They just uh, they don't play hard. 
for long periods of time, but they're talented. Hey, taking talking about uh, you know possibly down the stretch, we both kind of said under that Duke bunch, they're young, they're coming along. Filipowski's playing really well. That's who Louisville has tonight. Uh, what do you see in them, and what kind of development do you see? And are they a, could they be in your Auburn group of dark horses to make a deep march run? Yeah, they got to get healthy. I mean, Tyrese Practor went down first, and then Roche and Mitchell play were playing great, which was great. I mean, Mitchell started to play into his strengths, started to get to the glass, running the floor, defending, rebounding, uh, slashing to the rim. You know, he goes down. And then Jeremy Roche went down. He was playing terrific. He had like, he was like 18 assists to one turnover yep. period of time. I mean, he was playing at a ridiculously high level. Uh, unfortunately, those guys went down. Now, you know, my thing is it's an opportunity for John to develop some coaching agility because he's got to re- kind of reboot his team. Yeah. And secondly, it gives some of those guys that haven't played maybe a chance to either play their way into the rotation, which they're trying to develop, or say, you know what, all right, this is what we, this is what it's going to be. So they got the Michigan State win, they got the Baylor win, they got the bad loss. Obviously, Georgia Tech pit at home is not a not a good loss. Um, but I've got to see more of them. Mm. You know, I've got to see more. I really like McCain. Uh, I thought Jared McCain was really doing some good things. Uh, but then, you know, Jeremy Roach went down, and you know Proctor hasn't got to that next level. But you know, I think they've won like eight of the last nine or whatever. I mean, they've been, they've been, they've survived. Like they survived Georgia Tech with that game. But the pit, pit loss is one of those, you know, one of those head scratchers yeah. where you know, and look, Henson made seven straight threes. I mean, it's hard. Jared McCain is really playing well, so if they can get Jeremy Roach back, which. I'm not sure when he's coming back, and when they get Mitchell back, you know, then all of a sudden you can look at them a little bit differently. But I've got to see those guys more because without those two guys, they're not. I mean, it, they're, they're, they don't have the depth of physicality in front court, uh, and then you miss your senior leader. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that goes on tonight. Obviously, they only they're playing so few players. They played eight last game, and two of which yeah. played four minutes and eleven minutes. So, I mean, he's taken out Filipowski and and McCain and Foster and uh, Proctor. Maybe when their eligibility runs out, I think, because they're going to be out there as long until they collapse. So, uh, we'll see. Louisville, of course, not very deep either. They they've only played seven scholarship players. I, I don't want to start circling the buzzards, but I, I'm doing my job. I'm hosting a radio show in a city where. Everybody's kind of expecting. Uh, wow, the Bucks fired their head coach. Really? Where'd that come from? What's that all about? Well, you know what they they were not playing well. I don't know if you should get rid of a guy this early. So obviously that's something happened in the locker room where he lost trust of his team. It was interesting. Terry Stotts left early in the season. You know, who's a veteran head coach to support a, a first year head coach? Uh, that was not a good sign. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Giannis has had a couple of comments after games. That's what I think is the main contributing thing. I mean, they're 30 and 13. Oh, yeah. It's not like they're struggling. I yeah, mean, But you know what? Giannis wants to win national, uh, an NBA championship. So if he feels like that either maybe he sees something in the preparation. Again, I don't know anything. But in the preparation or the approach or the ability to communicate with, you know, you be brown. you got to be able to coach your best player. Yeah, that's absolutely. I've heard him say that at a clinic. Absolutely. Especially in the NBA. No question. But that yeah. was a bit of a shocker. Anyway. So speaking of coaching, I mean, what, assuming that it doesn't go beyond this year for for Kenny, who we all love, and but you know he's going to hopefully walk away with a lot of money and his integrity because he's a very uh, he is a guy of high very high integrity. He is he's a high quality guy. What do you think happens here though? I mean, they 
Can they get a guy? I mean, I'll throw names out there, not because I'm suggesting these are specific guys, but can you pry guys like uh, Scott Drew or, or Kevin Willard or Mick Cronin? Do they come to places? Would they leave their places to to come here? Is I mean, it's still attractive. It's a great facility. It's a great history. All those things are still true. But, I mean, you can't money whip guys like you used to be able to do a generation ago. They're all making fairly yeah, good living. I mean, I mean, like, I, I would think Mick would walk just for the fact that, I mean... Do you what, what's going on? What's going on in right now at, in, at UCLA? I mean, he's had some classic post game interviews. He's you know he's got a young team. Like they, Nick made a mistake. You know, you know UCLA. You're at UCLA. You still you got to figure out who can play for you. And they recruited some very good, talented young international players. Nick's never coached a young team. Mm, that's he's true. Really never coached a team with six or whatever they got five or six international players. I mean, that's that's culture shock for him. Uh, you know, Kevin's team can't score, and I'm a big Kevin Willard fan. I am too. But I mean, his team can't score right now. I mean, uh, do I think you can move guys? Yeah, you could always move guys for, you know, if 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 they want to be moved. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Mick, do you, do you want to come closer to home, Kevin? You know, do you want to go where you know? You know Coach Patino was. You know, Dusty May. Would he be interested? Uh, you know, is that big enough? Is that a big enough splash? Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the hardest thing you have to do is you, you've got to hire someone at Louisville that can galvanize the community again and get people to give money for the NIL so they can go get some players. Let's be honest. I mean, that's really what it is. And then, you know, who player development can take that core group if they stay. I mean, you know, and that's the big thing with me is, you know, and I've said it all along, I mean, uh, the freshmen and sophomores got to you know show progress. Like I was, I did the Miami game. They showed progress. You were at the game. They showed progress. Now you know they've kind of taken steps backwards. So the, Louisville is a big time job. The league now in the ACC is good. It's not great. It's not like you bang your head against the wall like in the Big Twelve right now. So there's a chance to get healthy quickly. I feel. Um, so I think that's that. I think it, it becomes you got a great facility, you got great tradition, you got great uh, off you know uh, training facilities. You got tremendous support. You've got to get people excited about the product again. And I think you know that's the thing because you can't put five thousand people in Yum Center. No, they lose their I mean, hemorrhaging money right now. There's no question about that. Yeah, and I'll tell you the other thing is that, that like tonight, they'll probably have a pretty good crowd, but the problem is it's going to be a little disheartening because you know how to do people travel. Yes, they do. Uh, you know, it's going to be difficult. But uh, I think you got to play out the season. You know, obviously, Stubblefield got fired yesterday at, at um, DePaul. At DePaul, you know, because I think they wanted to get ahead of the hiring you know, cycle. Uh, but you know, you know, it's. I don't. You know, I, you know what? I listen. I get it if it appeases your fans, but I don't think you get ahead of anything. I mean, what do you? You can't hire anybody you really want now. What do you think? Like Kevin Willard's going to leave his team, or Matt, uh, Mick's going to leave his team? And no, I mean, nothing's going to happen until after the no, year. No, but you could get things in place. But no, look, I don't believe you should let coaches go in the middle of the season. We talk, we talk, we say you know, athletics teaches us about life, and in life you've got to fight through adversity. You, you you've got to deal with the difficult times. You know the better you know. You know, adversity visits the strong and lives with the weak. You know all those great things that we you know, we talk to our teams about about getting to the next play. And uh, I just don't think it's, it, it sends a good message. But here's the deal: uh, 
it's not college athletics anymore. And no, it's, it's, that's just the way it is. But no team's improved by letting someone go in the middle of the season. And I'm a big Matt Brady fan. But he's not turning around to Paul for the next 15 games or 12 games or 14, whatever the games. So, yeah, I mean, games shoot. It's amazing. Like, we're, we're, we're past the midway point of the season. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know what? This is the only other thing that ever comes up. I mean, unless they would consider Matt Brady for the job, that's always the danger, too. I mean, suppose that they are okay now where it becomes a discussion point. I mean, what do they have, 15 games left? Suppose he goes, I don't know, 9-6 and six or 8-7. and seven. I mean, would there be somebody saying, hey, we need to keep this guy? Do you, do you create more dissension? Because let's be honest, there's not going to be a whole lot of people who are arguing that Tony should have kept the job at the end of this year. Here's the deal. It's like You look at the roster. You know, like, you know, the old days, well, you know, if Coach stays, we're going to stay. No, that, that, does, that, that, that doesn't even. No, not, that's even. not even. the conversation. No, not that, anymore. That, that, that's, that's a moot point. Yeah. You know, and especially when you see guys like Beard flip a program and, you know, in one year, you see guys flipping programs quickly. That makes things, you know, like big picture, long, you know, long game. Our long game. How how can we be the best we can be? Yeah, you know, no. and you can't compare yourself to what's going on in Kentucky because right now that's a, that's a different stratosphere. No, it, it is. Because you know, think about this. Last April, oh, Cal's lost it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know this. He doesn't know that. You can't get players. They're not even be able to have a team. You have no big guys. This and that. They got twenty four feet of big guy now. The ball's slinging all over the place. They got five guys averaging double figures. You shoot forty percent from their all Cal. You know, it's old fashioned basketball. No, you coach the team you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, he's got really good guards, uh, and he's you know basically figured out a way to. To use those guys. Now, I have to admit, playing the two bigs, whether it's Mitchell and Bradshaw, they, they've they've still you know they're still dropping a hundred. Yeah, he took at, uh, he, he took they smart pills. Took smart pills over the summer, offensively yeah, smart pills. Hall of Famer guy just took smart. Pills. Yeah, but he. Hey, one thing, he better take some smart pills defensively. I was just going to say though, but he, he got off his he got off his defensive prescription though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, I mean, it's you know, I mean, goodness gracious, I mean, you, you know, come on, you got to guard the ball and you got to guard the ball screen, and it's harder with the rules the way they are, but you got to guard someone. You got that's uh, Bob Dylan. Got to serve someone. Sorry, I just uh, we do a lot of music references. All right, you can't yeah. play our usual walk-off music. So it's Bossa Nova Day today, Seth. So I can understand that. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm big into Bossa Nova. Yeah, so we're ending the show with uh, "So Nice," also known as the Summer Samba, which is spectacular. You have it. I, I, can, I can see. I can see. It's probably on. It's probably on my iPod. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, Nick will play it for you as we go off. You can listen yeah. to it as you think about. It. All right, brother. I appreciate it. I'll see you All soon. Right, I hope. Thanks, out. buddy. All Take right, care. Bye. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.
more V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Uh, welcome. Some texts on Seth's uh, conversation. Uh, the the uh, upsets just keep coming fast and furious in college basketball, and last night was no exception. Um, so that we just continue to see how small the separation is. Uh, well, so it's a news coming on, not just not just local. Uh, most of you know that uh, the Bucks apparently are pursuing Doc Rivers very aggressively, and that probably will get done. I think, yeah, I think that's like sooner rather than set later. Set in stone, yeah. yeah, I think so too. Um, the I don't understand. I don't completely understand this because we have been lobbying to the NBA for a decade now. Can we get a team? Can we get a team? And nobody says a word. Utah applied to the NHL, and now all of a sudden they're ready to have parades for them. I don't understand that. Did, you didn't see that? Oh, you didn't hear about that there, Theodore? I did not. Yeah. They, whatever the official group in Utah is, they sent in. They made a big, big to-do about it, and the NHL actually responded to it. They uh, So that's – Oh, I don't, it might be the Coyotes moving or something. I was like – No, I think they took, no, I think they took about an expansion. I think well, now that you are so inclined. But again, my point behind bringing it up was just that how come that got all the notoriety and we've been lobbying forever. And uh, oh, it's fine. By the way, this just came out. The Rivers has agreed to, to the deal to coach the books, Bucks. So uh, see how that plays out for them going forward. But the uh, the story out of Utah is that. Uh, um, well, it doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't have the update on it. I'll have to find it here. But I know they're, they're reporting it on the TV side. So, again, I just don't understand uh, why that became a story, but us applying for an NBA franchise for a decade never gets – we just don't seem – we are like Rodney Dangerfield of cities for franchises. We, we, we get no respect. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, keep an eye on uh, what that play uh, – how that's going to play out. Um, let's go see if I could find the update. Whether well, the, the only reason I want to find it is they they say that the Jazz owner Ryan Smith makes it official. Here's the article I was alluding to: Utah formally requests an NHL team. Now the question I have is: Are you suggesting that they are lobbying the league to move a team or to expand? Um, Gage just told me uh, there it's looking like an expansion, which is weird because no other league would have 33 teams in the league. Well, if they go to 33, they're not going to 33. Yeah. They'll go to 34 or 36. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't Bring know. back a team to Hartford, please. <laughs> That's I, amazing that people still, you know. People – If you go – if you, very, or you know this because you live up there and the people around here won't mean anything, but they used to be known as the Hartford Wolfpack. And if you go to – I think they re-brought that name back. They, they? Th- so they went from the Wolfpack and then it was like when I was in elementary school through middle school – they can't. They changed it to the just the Connecticut whale. Yeah, the whale. And then they're all like, "All right." Oh no, that's what I'm sorry. I misspoke. The, the Hartford team in the NHL was the Whalers. That's yeah. what they were. And so, if you go to a Wolfpack game at least five times a game, there's a chant that goes up. Let's yeah. go Whalers. <laughs> to this day, awesome. they still chant for the Whalers. So yeah, I mean, they had the best win song of all time, the Brass Bonanza. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out for uh, for Utah and expansion. It is amazing how many teams there are. I mean, you know, one of my hobbies is listening to old sports, and obviously baseball was at the forefront for many years. And I'm listening to let's go to the out of town scoreboard, and the game that's going on is being played. So that's two teams, and then they update 
uh, three other games, and that's it. <laughs> eight teams playing in the whole country in the National League or the American League. That's it. They were eight. Then they expanded to ten. Well, that was exciting. But it's um, I forget. I'm listening to a game. The um, oh, who is it? I guess it's Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Dodgers and the announcer says, and then the, and the, the Western teams come in, and it's like Pittsburgh, <laughs> St. Louis, and Chicago. Those are the, those are the Western teams that were coming in. Uh, so I mean, the people west of the Mississippi and as for the West Coast, forget about it. So anyway, that's not what you want to talk about. You want to talk about the game last night? Let's get into the game last night and um, just jump right in. Your texts are welcome. Other than, again, you know, he's got to go and blah, 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 and all that stuff. We've already discussed that, and, and that's not my pay grade, and it's not yours either. And it'll, But it, when and if it happens, it'll happen when and if it happens. But to assess the team, I will say this. This is – it's very it's, – it's, it's difficult to watch because not that they lose. I've covered – I took rebuilding jobs with teams that had to lose a whole bunch before they started to win. So I get it. It's how they're playing, how they're losing. To give up at the start of the game – basically seven straight six straight layups or dunks on the same set a high ball screen and they can't i mean you, you don't need anything to adjust to that just whatever it is we're not going to give up the basket the same way we're going to do something else and there's no adjustment made by players or strategy or staff or whatever to take that away that's frustrating and what's doubly frustrating is not what they do. People want to mock them for what they do. It's not what they do necessarily that's wrong. It's how they do it. As an example, they go play zone, and I'm watching it, and I, God, this is when, when you're on radio, it's tougher than if you were doing it as a TV. I, I would love to show you, freeze it, and show you the video. There isn't a guy within eight feet of the man with the ball. I mean, he's he's barely... It's it's incredible. What do they think? How do they think when they play in the zone? When they go to the zone, they go to the one three one, and he's about eight feet away from the guy. The guy never turns his back. He can face the basket. He's playing darts. He'll throw it anywhere he wants. Throw it to the corner. Throw it to the high post. Throw it across. What are they accomplishing by doing that? I, I don't understand. There's never there's never a defense you play that doesn't at least put some ball pressure on, unless you want to be scored on. And so that's what keeps them from getting over the hump is they are better offensively than they were. They're shooting close to 50%. Their three-point shooting is up. They're definitely better than they were. But their margin for error is still so small because they can never put a great run together because those two things work hand in hand. They're better offensively, but they're not explosive offensively. So even like at the start of the second half, they got four straight stops on Duke. They got to find the play-by-play. They got like four straight stops on Duke, but they didn't make a, a a a much of a move because they weren't consistent offensively. And then, of course, over the long haul, they just um, I'll, you know I always give uh, um, attribution where it's due. Diener points out if you go to the the um, Ken Palm numbers, and it's it's a little different than simply. Uh, points per possession. It's, I, I'm almost sure it's a little different because Duke is very high in that, and I didn't see them highly ranked. He does it. He evaluates a little differently based on a bunch of other things, strength of schedule, for example, and stuff like that. I think, but the fact of the matter is, 1.26 is like the best in the country, and the, I believe Louisville's last. I think Drew told me the last five opponents have all come out at the end of the game at 1.6 or higher. 1.26 or higher. So essentially as he says correctly, what that means is 
that they have taken everybody they've played for the last month and made them their offense equal to the most efficient offense in the country. That you can't beat people that way. What the hell are you doing in here? I'm trying to fix the mic because it keeps leaning the other way. Well, I think you got to turn this thing. I know. It's, it's, well, why are you twirling the, the frame? I don't know. I'm trying to fix it. Turn the thing on the bottom. See if that works for you. No. Yes. Right? No. Not getting it done. There we go. Atta boy. See you, door. I think you can get it to go. Either if not, try Louisville Men's Clinic. That'll make it. Uh, I'm just saying. Possibly. Just a suggestion. There we go. Yeah, better? It's, it's a little fixed, yeah. Go. Not much better, though. Not much better, but yeah. hey. Well, at least we're on the air. But, I mean, that's, you know, so defensively, they I don't see them put ball pressure on. They keep getting scored on the same way. I mean, there's no shutouts in basketball. There's no sin. The other team scores. But if they score and they're scoring repeatedly one way, you'd think that there's got to be, other than making substitutions. I mean, he does change lineups, but... I, they just there's got to be a way to make them have to score differently. It seems like they keep getting beat in bunches by one type of attack. For example, Wake comes down and shoots a barrage of threes. So I don't know. Maybe they talked about that in scouting, and then Duke came out and ran nothing but high center ball screens and shot layup after layup after layup after dunk. The first seven baskets, six were layups or dunks. That's the point I'm making. Is that's hard to watch. Just you know, make them have to do something else. And then d- d- when they make a change, how they do it, what they're doing is not nonsensical. It's just how they do it. Why is there no ball pressure being put on? When they play that 2 2 one, three quarter court press, for the life of me, I can't figure out what they're doing. They're not trapping. I, unless that maybe, maybe he would say, we're just trying to shorten the shot clock. Okay, so it takes them eight or seconds to get up the floor, and now they have you know less, less time to run their half-court offense. Okay, maybe. But... You know, they're not, they don't mix it up. They don't trap. When they bring it over the timeline, I don't see anybody really trap unless it gets in the last two minutes and they just start running scramble and start running all around. So I don't understand. It's not what they're doing. It's how they're doing it. I don't understand not getting ball pressure in the zone. I don't understand giving up baskets the same way over and over and over when you're playing your half-court defense. Um, I don't know where the, the rebounding has gone. They, they, they should come to terms with the fact they're undersized. Got it. Under, get, I get it. So everybody should be re- rebounding like banshees. I mean, the one thing I'll say, you know, a, a, a Trey, I, I've been really critical of for various reasons. But the one thing, the kid does try and get in and rebound at least. At least he's in there mixing it up trying to get rebounds. I mean, I don't know what goes on. They finally get a couple of big stops, and then they can't get rebounds. So that's why they can't get over the hump. They get... It's like like I said, that guy on the ship, and he plugs one hole over here, and then boop, another one pops up over there, and then they, they got to try and deal with that, and then there's another one. They can't ever just you know stop the leak somewhere and then say, okay, well, that's taken care of. Now let's move on to other things. They move on to something else, then that one comes back up again. And it's just it's very, very tough. And I also think that watching what they run, I, I, for lack of a better word, pro teams run actions more than plays. They have certain actions they run. Um, not as intricate, not as many cuts, not as many passes. They don't run a bunch of really detailed sets. And so you can do that in the NBA if you've got, you know, Brunson and Randall and, and guys like that. They don't have those kind of guys here. So they're running those actions, and then they have stretches where they can't get enough good shots off. I mean, like, I'll give you an example. Shire called timeout. 
And then they came out of the timeout. And if you listened, I said on the end, not like, wow, let's congratulate myself. No, but I said they that's when the league really got down. Lead got down. What did it get down to five or four or something like that? And I said, and they haven't run a high ball screen in forever. And they were killing Louisville on the high ball screen. So what I said, I'll be surprised they don't run a high ball screen here. Well, they did, but they didn't just come down and basically say, okay, here's the guard, here comes the big guy, and go off the screen. They created motion. They started in the center of the floor. They came to the right side. They had cutters go through. They brought it. They reversed it. They threw it weak side. Then the guy came up. Then he came off the screen. Then they threw it to Mitchell, and he made a lap. And I was like, that is how you run effective offense. I did Texas and Baylor. And Texas, by the way, how about that? Coming right back and winning at Oklahoma handily. People were ready to write that team off. They beat Baylor on a buzzer shot, and then they go beat Oklahoma on the road. And in the preseason, they were really highly regarded. They stumbled. People lose their minds. I mean, I get that they lost three games in the the Big 12, but the Big 12 is a brutal league, and they they play more than four league games. (laughs) How about giving them time to see if they can get it straightened out? And now they've won their last two. Two good wins. Top 10 team in Baylor, top 20 team in Oklahoma on the road, and but I watched the game between Baylor and and uh, Texas. I the four guys away from the ball understand how to play. Man, do they get it? They are setting screens. They're making great cuts. They're spacing the floor. They're making their whole team collectively difficult to guard. It's not about one guy simply giving him room to work and then he has to beat his man. It's about. They're doing things that don't show up on the box score but are absolutely essential to you having success as a team. It's understanding spacing, understanding screening, understanding you know uh, um, um, how to help your teammates get a shot, even if, if you don't wind up really getting anything out of it statistically. And that's what's tough to watch. They just they don't get that necessarily. Now, bright spots. Um, you, if you don't tip your hat to Huntley Adfield, you're not watching. That kid last year was, like I said, I was very critical of him. He was just wandering around out there. He is laying it all out there, man. I mean, he is laying it all on the line. That kid is playing his heart out. And uh, um, he was very – I mean, Filipowski is the preseason player of the year in the league. Frankly, and again, I don't always get into this because it's not the NBA. It's not strictly about one-on-one matchups. The game doesn't work that way, even at the NBA level, but certainly not at the college level. But he had a much better game than Filipowski did. He was really, really good. And when he took him on one-on-one, he scored. And he went to the glass aggressively. He had a double-double. He has laid it all on the line for that yeah. team. Yeah, Filipowski he, had six for 16 from the field and then one for six from three points. So yeah. his defense was really, really he good. He played very night. well. And he out-rebounded Filipowski, too, he, which is not insignificant. Louisville got out-rebounded pretty heavily. but He did not. Filipowski got 15 at the end. Oh, that's right. He got a bunch late. Yeah. But but still, he did have a double-double. Would it be HHF? He had, uh, uh, what was the double-double? 20, 20 points and 11 rebounds. That's a big day. Against, on 9 for 13 shooting, yeah, which is very, very good. No, he was really, really good. It's, that's He's gotten through to that kid, and he deserves to be uh, to get some accolades. There's no question about that. I, I don't know why it seems like the reverse magic wand. As soon as Kenny puts a guy in the starting lineup, he goes backwards. I mean, Williams was shooting for the last, like, I don't know, two weeks has been shooting lights out. He starts him, and he shoots one for seven. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't know what to make of that. I really don't. That I don't have an explanation for. But uh, but as I said, college basketball, though, again last night, 
getting some uh, serious uh, upset, including not just losing, but the way they lost right up the road. I mean, they, the Cats, wow, did not see that coming. They lost uh, not only by you know a pretty good margin, 17, but they only scored 62 points. This is, I think, the, was the highest scoring team in the country. South Carolina held them to 62 points. Um, some of the magic of Z, I guess, wore off a little bit, huh? Played 10 minutes, shot one for three, two rebounds, three points. And um, uh, he certainly – and Reed Shepard, who I, I think has just been spectacular, wasn't his best game either. No assists, three points in 15, in 15 minutes. They, uh, Did you yep. see the Purdue fans are uh, trying to, like – Take the Big Z nickname for Zach Eady, which I've yet to hear. they going to sue him? Yeah, I have yet to hear any Purdue fans call him or Zach Eady Big Z, so I think they're just trying to. Yeah, so you know what? They should have called him that from the start. If they wanted the nickname, it was there for the taking. He was, he's seven foot four. Like, he's, he's already been, Big Z. He's been there forever, and then all of a sudden this guy starts playing. Now you want the nickname. It's like a little kid when you go, you know go to the restaurant and he doesn't want anything doesn't want anything doesn't want anything then everybody's ordered and then he's like how about that what are you what are you doing it's we already placed the order you're out of luck but south carolina's had uh, pr- provided a lot of problems for kentucky down there so uh but again the no- except for dayton who keeps rolling they won 66 54 number six kentucky goes down by 17 number 11 oklahoma goes down by 15 at home Number 13, Wisconsin, escapes by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin, 61-59 at Minnesota. Uh, Purdue clearly flexing their muscles a bit. At home, a 32-point win over Michigan. So they uh, kept rolling. Uh, BYU lost at number 21, but they lost to a top-five team. Houston beat them at home, 75-68. So um, you've got you – got, uh, I think it's fun, to be honest with you. I, I, I think that, that you know, the, the – uh, the standings in each league are uh, are indicative of how balanced it is. We're going to get to a break here in a minute, but like obviously in the ACC, Carolina is the only unbeaten team, and that's not an accident. I think they're the best team in the league. They're eight zero. There's uh, three teams behind them with two losses: Florida State, Duke, and NC State. Florida State with a good win at Syracuse. Everybody wrote them off. I, they were picked. weren't they picked pretty far down? I think they were picked like twelfth or something in the league. Florida State. Oh, Florida State. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. they were, and they're rolling along here, tied for second. Uh, Leonard Hamilton does his best work when people write him off. So, of course, that's where Louisville has to go next. Um, in the uh, in the SEC. Um, you got um, another it's a very strong year in the SEC. There's no question about that. One unbeaten team. Auburn is 5-0. and Tennessee and Alabama have one loss. South Carolina, UK, Georgia, LSU, all with two losses. But uh, one unbeaten team in Auburn. They are semi-surprised team. I think people thought they were going to be good. I'm not sure they knew they were going to be uh, that good. Um, you, go, you go to what I think is the best basketball league in the country, and that is the, uh, the, the Big 12. Uh, they are... Very, very strong. Let's see if we can get a quick update on the standings there. Here they are. Uh, you've got uh, Texas Tech and Kansas State at 4-1. and one. Houston's 4-2. and two. Kansas is 4-2. and two. Baylor, Iowa State at 3-2. and two. I mean, it is. It's, there's no unbeaten teams there, but there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 teams in the top 23 in the country. So that league is uh, rolling along. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, this is a quasi- Com- compacted version of the uh, of a um, 
a, a conference call here. Nobody unbeaten in the Big Ten. Wisconsin barely hanging on seven and one. Purdue, number two in the country, has two losses at seven and two. Uh, Illinois at five and two, a bit of a surprise. We saw them early. I didn't think they were going to be that, quite this good, but they're still rolling along. Those are the only three ranked teams in the league, but um, it's a very very balanced league and some good teams going deep into the conference. Um, what do we got? Who we who'd we leave out? We did the Big Twelve. We did the Big Ten. We uh, well the the Pac twelve and it's I guess in its swan song it deserves a quick mention there. We can do that. The, the Pac-12 also has no unbeaten teams. In fact, they have no teams with one loss. Arizona, Oregon, and Arizona State are all 5-2. and two. Stanford, Colorado, and Utah at 5-3. and three. So, you know, there's no one. Those are, I'm talking about conference teams. Forget about just being undefeated overall. That's just in the conference games. There's still no, um, no unbeaten teams. So you see the great balance there. It's going to be fun going down the stretch. I don't think there's any question about that. All right, we'll take a break. Top of the hour. What are we doing at 1? We got to Eric Crawford. Eric Crawford could join us next. So thank you for being with us. Uh, I just got out of a meeting where they told me to do things. You know what I need? I need the sheet. I think I've got it. I believe. I think he's got it. I think he's got it. Uh, This is stuff for me to tell you about what's going on. Uh, The Jeff Walls Show comes to you from Parlor in J-Town. That'll be 7 p.m. Friday night right after the Cardinal Insider. And uh, we've got some great play-by-play coming your way Thursday. Uh, Bellarmine takes on North Florida at 6.15 on 6.80-1057. Louisville women take on Boston College on 93.9 The Ville. And, of course, Saturday and Sunday, big days. Louisville against Virginia, Bellarmine against Jacksonville, NBA game Nuggets and Sixers. And Sunday, Louisville women in action against Pitt, Ravens and Chiefs coming at you two different ways on uh, Saturday. Uh, how, How is that, by the way? That can't be right, can it? We don't like it says Ravens and Chiefs. See, I'm trying to be a good boy and do the promo sheet. But that's not right because we, we don't have the Ravens feed. We're not allowed to. So it says Ravens versus Chiefs. Oh, I think they're just talking about when to join the game in progress. We're gonna... Yeah, it's just going to be on Westwood one. But it says Ravens Chiefs 2 p.m. Ravens Chiefs 430 p.m. Are they playing a doubleheader this year? Have they changed the playoff form? Playoff That'd be form? awesome. And then the 49ers and Lions at 630 p.m. as uh, football playoffs. Go rolling along. We'll have a spontaneous parlay a little bit later, and uh, that should be fun. I'm going to show you what, what, what. Uh, by the way, giving you a vivid example of why Neil Knuckles Greenberg was so uh, um, eloquent in his discussion about how difficult it is to win parlays. I, I have no idea how they're doing it in there. Shout out to the interns and Tanner. How they're doing what? It, it, being in the control room. It is hot as balls, and that's an actual temperature. Yes, like, if you look at it, it's ninety five, right? Yes, yeah, I think it's like three degrees cooler than your boat. It's your bad when you when you're sitting in it's a radio station. It's magic one oh two or something like that. You don't want that. You definitely don't want that. All right, take a break. We'll come back and uh I just got in here. Well it's the top of the hour. <laughs> okay. What do you want us to do? Hey, how you right. doing? Sarah Crawford coming up next. ESPN six eighty one oh five seven. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. 
Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.